We're glad you're listening to Rema for Today. See, men are saying a lot of things about Jesus that the Spirit never said. Men say, oh, they told me that. They almost robbed me of my health. Well, you know, healing, you know, in the Old Testament, God did heal. When Jesus was here on the earth, the apostles had that kind of power. But when the last apostle died, well, what about the other 70? You notice they never mentioned them. When the last apostle died, then all that ceased. Oh, what a lie of the devil. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on God's Healing Mercies series on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying unto the churches. Well, that's the Spirit speaking right here in Hebrews 2.17. Hallelujah, that he might be a faithful, that he might be a merciful, that he might be a compassionate and faithful high priest. Brother Bosworth said, men are saying much today which the Spirit has never said. And which is opposite of what he does say. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Now then, here's another thought. Let's go just a step further. You see, it was his mercy. Now see, think of it from this direction now. Think of it from this, this standpoint or this side of the mountain we're climbing, so to speak. You see, it's his, it's his mercy. It's his compassion. Because his mercy, because his compassion is extended towards the sinner. We know he says in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes is baptized, shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. It's because his great mercy is extended toward the sinner that he says that. But you see, it's because his great mercy is also extended toward those that are bound and those that need deliverance and those that need healing that he says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, in my name, well, that's the way he said there in John 14 that these works of it, verily, verily, I send you the works that I do. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. There's his name. And in my name, they'll cast out devils. And then he ends the list by saying, in the 18th verse, and they'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It's because, you see, exalted at the Father's right hand as the head of the church, he's still the same Lord that talks about here. The scripture talks about the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Because what does the Spirit say about Jesus? Well, we looked at it. 13th chapter of Hebrews, 8th verse, Jesus Christ, the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same. Yesterday, today, and forever. That's what the Spirit says about him. See, men are saying a lot of things about Jesus that the Spirit never said. Men say, oh, they told me that. They almost robbed me of my health. Well, you know, healing, you know, in the Old Testament, God did heal. When Jesus was here on the earth, the apostles had that kind of power. 
But when the last apostle died, well, what about the other 70? You notice they never mentioned them. When the last apostle died, then all that ceased. Oh, what a lie of the devil. And so much of the church world has swallowed it, hook, line, and sinker. No, he's the same compassionate Lord now that he was then. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. This text said here in, in Hebrews 2, 17, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful or compassionate and faithful high priest. You see, it's his present compassion. His present compassion for the sick present tense compassion for the sick that caused him as our high priest and head of the church to say these signs will follow them that believe. Again, little simple rule of Bible interpretation. Who's doing the talking? Well, Jesus is. To whom he's talking? To whom is he speaking? Of whom is he speaking? Believers. These signs will follow them that believe. Hallelujah. What's he talking about? Well, one of the signs is that he's talking about the sick, them being, them recovering. They, who? Believers, shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You see, it's his present compassion. It's his present compassion. Present day compassion. See, he's still moved toward the sick, moved with compassion. But see, he's not here in, in the flesh to minister. So he has to minister through the church, his body. That compassion must be made manifest through them. Through them. Hallelujah. These signs are follow them that believe. Even laymen may minister to the sick. And then what does the Spirit say? Now see, this is about Jesus in his, this, this day in which we live. His exaltation at the right hand of the Father well, in James, is James inspired by the Spirit of God to write? Is he writing by the inspiration of the Spirit of God? If he isn't, just tear that book out of the Bible. They know it be in there. So what does he say in James 5.14? Is any sick among you? Among whom? Well, the church, because he said, let them call for the elders of the church. So you can read like, is any sick among the church? Well, that implies he didn't want any sick. Any. 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 Any means any. Amen. Is any sick? Where? Among you? In other words, during this church age, whole church age, is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. In the name of the Lord. There's his name again, the name of Jesus. The prayer of faith save sick, the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, it shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, Brother Bosworth quotes Reverend W.C. Stevens on this point. He makes this remark. All preachers, teachers, writers, and others who hand out the word of life to the people should keep this direction as continuously before the people as sickness itself constantly confronts them. Is any sick among you? God wants any among the saints that are sick, hallelujah, to be healed. One way of them being healed is let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anoint with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith to save the sick. Anoint with oil in the name of the Lord. See, there's the name of Jesus. The prayer of faith to save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Hallelujah. And if he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. 
Well, you see there, if that Christian has sinned sometimes, now not always, but sometimes that's the reason some Christians are sick. But thank God His mercy and His compassion is extended towards them to forgive them, isn't it? <coughs> By the same token, His mercy and His compassion is extended towards them to heal them. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His compassion. Hallelujah. Brother Bosworth went on to say, may I quote from him, even during his earthly ministry, our adorable Lord would make any sacrifice and suffer even the curse itself in order to open the way for his compassion to reach the most unworthy and the most provoking of his enemies. Remember we teach from Galatians 3.13 quite often, approaching the subject from a little different angle. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now what did he redeem us from? The curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? Go back to the Old Testament and read and see what it is. Among other things, it's sickness. Read the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. And he said, beginning with the 15th verse, if you don't keep my commandments, don't walk in my statutes, then all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And go on reading the rest of that from the 15th verse right on through the rest of the chapter, 28th chapter Deuteronomy, and you find out what the curse is. But you see, Jesus suffered the curse for us. Hallelujah. It, it's his compassion. By so doing, he's opening the way for his compassion to reach the most unworthy and the most provoking of his enemies. His enemies. Yeah, the Bible said, while we were yet enemies, while we were yet sinners, and he speaks about us being enemies, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother Bosworth went on to say, both the bloody sweat of Gethsemane and the horrible tortures of Calvary were but the manifestations of his infinite compassion. Praise God forevermore. Aren't you glad? Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Then as we go on, we'll notice this. You see, in, in going to Calvary, he became our substitute. And sometimes, you know, we call the, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah the atonement. Now, really, that's an Old Testament word. The word atonement's not found in the New Testament. You'll find it one time in the King James translation but it shouldn't even be there because that's not the word. That's not the Greek words for atonement. Because see, the word atonement is not a New Testament word. The word atonement is an Old Testament word. Christ, the New Testament word is redemption. He is our redemption. We sometimes, however, and this is correct, call the 53rd chapter of Isaiah the great substitutionary chapter. Because you see, as our substitute as our substitute. In his substitutionary work for us, he anticipated every possible need of Adam's race. He opened the way for mercy to reach every human need. Hallelujah. He was then and is now moved by compassion toward all who need his presence and his blessing just as much as he was then. Hallelujah. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three CD series, Discovering Jesus by Kenneth Hagen. Next in this offer is a CD from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled, Christ the Deliverer. All this for the special price of $18. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We have a special day coming up. Mm-hmm. It's called International Rhema Day, yes. Sunday, May the 3rd. Yes. And somebody said, well, what is International Rhema Day? Well, it's a day that we've set aside, and we've been doing this for several years now, where individuals, groups, and churches are invited to participate with Rhema for that one day with praying for Rhema. We have yes. 256 campuses in 51 nations and support Rhema with a financial gift mm-hmm. and then to tell others about Rhema That's right. and, and get students here, people that you think that would benefit from coming to Rhema. Yes. That's what International Rhema Day is all about. If you want to know more about it, you can go to rhema.org slash IRD yes. and find out all about it. But we would welcome you as an individual, as a group of people, or as a church to get involved with us on International Rhema Day, and I want to thank you ahead of time for doing that. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue this powerful series. That's next week on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.